This is the Tribune Audio Network. Hi. Hi. Hola. <laughs> How's it going? It's going great. Great. I feel like Danelle's house has lots of snacks, and just, I like it. Yeah. I just muted myself so you can't hear me chewing. <laughs> Smart, Kenny. I like to feed people. It's good. Out of mason jars. I could be classy and put everything in bowls for you, but I'm not washing that shit later. No, these are so you cute. Those mason jars. Where'd you get these mason jars? Costco. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. Nice. Now, did you have to fill them or did they come filled? I had to fill them. Okay. <laughs> I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. That would be weird. <laughs> Maybe not, though. I don't know. <laughs> did they come filled? That's a great idea. <sighs> okay. Well, everyone, you're listening to Sip, Survive, Repeat. Yes. This it is... is a podcast a podcast about survival and drinking wine and repeating it every week uh-huh that's what we do here that's what we're good at <laughs> welcome um we are drinking oh boy palazzo della torre i feel like that's pretty good that was really good uh and it's allegrini allegrini or Le- linguini i don't know i don't know it's linguini it's uh <laughs> basically a it's 2014 um, right? red something and it's delicious very it's, good it's and then if we have time we're gonna dive into this one that Kenny brought which is from his trip to Asheville North Carolina and it's from the Biltmore estate so it's very fancy Ooh, the Biltmore <laughs> I want to go so bad we should do an episode from there oh, we should we should go to wineries and do some apps. If you guys tell your friends to listen to this podcast and yeah. we get more listeners. Yeah. And maybe an advertiser, we could justify that. Correct. Maybe. Or we could just go. <laughs> There's that too. That too. All right. Cool. Um, well, I have a correction from last week's episode. So basically, um, I think you guys remember I told a hometown uh, survivor story from Jillian and she, uh, reached out to me to say thanks for sharing, but, um, apparently I got her job wrong. (laughs) My bad. So she was doing, uh, let's see. I said she was doing, uh, studying marine debris and she said she did that in her undergraduate. Um, so it was kind of like a semester abroad situation, but she's actually, a fisheries biologist, which means that she studies fish populations and their interactions with the environment and humans, which also sounds fascinating. So uh, again, shout out to Jillian for sending in her hometown and apologies for getting that wrong. <laughs> hey, hey, We don't Jill. know anything about the ocean other than no. Jenny's afraid of it. And that we as humans probably destroy it. So your work is probably really challenging. Yep. It's so. true. It's true. Um, okay. I think I remembered last week I had kind of a survivor story, so I was just going to tell it real quick because I think it's ridiculous. Okay, so when I was, I'm going to go eighth or ninth grade, me and my one friend, Laura, um, we would go hiking in the woods. And here in Cleveland, it's called the Metro Parks. And we would put on like galoshes, like up to our knees, and we would wade through like the stream so hunter boots before they were cool yes basically yeah totally trendy uh and we would wade through the stream uh that led to lake erie oh and we would take her golden retriever bessie oh bessie (laughs) like a cow (laughs) 
and we would take her with us and she would like you know jump around in the stream it was really fun um and we would like pick up fun rocks and whatever well one year or one time not one year one time when we were doing it we got out to Lake Erie and um we noticed that part of the lake was still frozen because if you guys don't know the Great Lakes are fresh water so they do freeze they will get big ice uh Things. I don't know things on them and uh icebergs on them. <laughs> so we were like cool it's like a little boat so we both grabbed like a huge stick and no. jumped on to one of the icebergs Jenny and then we were paddling out and we didn't think we were moving because I don't we're on an iceberg right and we were, we were not looking at the shore we were looking towards Canada I'm just trying to make our way to Canada on an iceberg. You're like, here we come. Detroit. Here we come. Guys. Here we come, Windsor. <laughs> so we start paddling with our sticks, and then we turn around and look back, and we are so far <gasps> from the holy shit <laughs> from the shoreline. How scared were you? Was the dog with you? No, at that point, uh, we had tied her up on the beach, and also her, uh, my friend Laura's mom had come to pick us up, so she's out there on the beach, like. What are you girls doing? To her fright and terror. (laughs) Probably. You're on a raft on your way to Canada. (laughs) An ice raft. So then we were able to paddle over to like some sediment slash other iceberg thingies. Mm -hmm. And we were able to jump like from one to the other to get back to shore. Um, But my leg fell into my knee. And so my whole boot filled with like ice cold lake water. And my friend Laura fell all the way into, like the ice broke and fell, she fell all the way into her um, hip. Oh my gosh. So both of us had a wet leg. And hypothermia. A little bit. Thankfully at this point, um, like the outside temperature was like 50 something. Okay. But the lake was like still had ice on it from being, because we were just coming out of winter. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so basically I paddled myself out into Lake Erie and then had to figure out a way to get back. And me and my friend were really dumb and young and we thought it was hilarious and her mom I would have beat your ass yeah she was pretty upset with us she what did your mom think about that I don't know if I ever told her Uh got away with that one she might hear it now I don't know if she's been listening to the podcast you're lucky yes it so that's my dumb survival story I mean we could have definitely gone under the ice and had some issues yeah my bad that's what happens when you're in eighth grade and you don't know. I mean, anyway, so that was my... That was great. That's my survival story. And where were you at? Were you in Bay Village? Yeah. Bavalage. So Bavalage. Ba- yes, I was in Bay Village. And like a creek that led into Lake Erie. Yes. I feel like it dumped us out like near Edgewater Beach. Not Edgewater. Um, Huntington. Huntington Beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a beach up here in Cleveland. Don't mind us. Yeah. It's, it's not the same one that's in California. No. It's very different. It's very different. <laughs> I tried to walk my dog on that beach. They told me they weren't, you weren't allowed to walk your dog on it. Yeah. I feel like, well, I don't know if I would. I didn't listen to them. I just kept going. <laughs> You're like, I can't I'm like, what you. are you going to do? Arrest me. <laughs> Bye. She's like, me and Carol, you have to get this done. We're, we're fine. Oh, man. So anyway, Lake That's Erie. Great. Okay. You're like that ice lady that went, that dripped it in the ice throne. cap. Yeah. She rode on a throne of, of ice out into the ocean. Whoops. Oopsie. Um, okay. So you're first this week. I am. Okay. Yes. So, mm-hmm. Jenny. Janelle. If you do go into the ocean, mm-hmm. how far out will you go if the water is like up to your waist? Like how far out would you go? I would go out 
till like if I need my feet to be able to touch the bottom. So like shoulder level and I'm five, eight. So like 200 feet, you think like 10 feet? I mean, it depends, but yeah, I mean, you're comfortable going out that far. Yes. You feel safe. Let me, let me rephrase this. I feel safe if I can, if the water is clear and I can see the bottom. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. (laughs) Well, on August, in August of 2018. Ooh, recent. mm -hmm, It was late morning and Blaine Shelton, not to be confused as Blake, Blake Shelton, Shelton, which I'm sure I will mess up his name at one point in this so podcast. Not country singer or Anna the guy from The Voice. It's not Anna. It's not Blaine. <laughs> or it's not Blake. It's Blaine. Great. Okay. So August 2018, Blaine, a 42-year-old construction worker, was enjoying a little, little dipperoni in the warm pause. The name Blaine reminds me of he should be in an 80s movie and be super rich and kind of douchey. Yeah, with like a cardigan around his... And his... Ooh, and his collar popped. Yeah, with like blonde tips. Yeah, and like kind of like a really well-kept mullet. Oh, yeah. Like it's going to flip out at the ends. Yeah. Or he might even curl it. Oh, my God. Like flip it out, curl it. Yes, Blaine. Okay, continue. Um, That's not what he looks (laughs) like. No, it's not. (laughs) I've seen pictures and he's the opposite of that. Okay. (laughs) But so Blaine's 42. He is a construction worker and again, he was doing a, he was enjoying a little dipperoni, a little swim in the warm water of the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, mm-hmm. been there. Um, which is basically he was at a beach. It was called Crystal Beach, and it's in Texas. It's okay, south, it's southeast of Houston, according to my map that I looked at. Oh, you looked at a map? I did. I was Girl? like, where is this Crystal Beach? You're like, here's where I'm going on my next vacation. I'm on my way. Um, he was only out about 200 yards, which is not that far. Yeah, you lose me at the word yards, but I know when I first read this, I thought it was feet. Let's talk about, Kenny might know, because I, well, I don't watch sports at all, but no. how many yards are on a football field? 120 with the end zone. That's far. So 200, so 200. yards is far. Yeah. yeah. Two football fields. Basically. Yeah, I would not go out 200 yards. 200 feet, sure. All right, Blaine. All right, too far, Blaine. Too far. I was thinking 200 feet, Okay. truthfully, when I read this. All right. 200 yards is a lot. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, we I'm have just, Kenny I'm here not, to tell I'm us. not going to tell the story now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> She's just like, bye. Blaine, I understand what happened to you now, because you were out too far. You went past the buoys. It's too far. Correct. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> no so victim blaming. as he's like swimming around, taking a, a little dip, um, something within arm's reach made a splash with its tail in front of him. So something, you know, arm's reach made a little splash and um in this area they have large fish because it's the gulf of mexico Mm -hmm. and they also have dolphins so we thought maybe it was a dolphin at first although i have a story about dolphins i love dolphins and manatees i have a dream to swim with a manatee i really really want to do that let me just tell you a quick story about my dad james kershaw okay he used to scuba dive he was a major scuba diver back in the 80s and 90s i also want to do that um and he sometimes they would have video cameras down there and they'd be videoing these dives well, the one time he dove down and a dolphin swam like right up to him. My dream. And he reached out to touch the dolphin. Oh, no. And that dolphin snapped at him <gasps> so hard and so fast. And in the video, whoever edited it <laughs> did the snap in regular motion, slow motion, fast motion. <laughs> did it get him? No. No, no, no. It didn't grab him. But he shot to the top of the water so fast. I didn't know that they would do that. He was just like, back well, off. Well, dolphins in the wild are not dolphins in captivity. So it's, it's not flipper. No, like, they're, they're not 
that friendly. Yeah. <laughs> and he probably thought this guy, like he probably thought it was an attack. But anyway, I just remember being a kid and seeing this video of my dad, like trying to touch this dolphin and the dolphin, like in all kinds of motion coming at him, like get away. Yeah. It was really funny. So that's good to know if I ever encounter a dolphin in the wild, don't try to touch it. Cause no. I probably would. Yeah. I would do the same thing. I'd be like, oh, let me hug you. Well, because they make them look so nice. I know. Okay, so he thought it was something like that. He thought it was a dolphin or just, you know. Um, and occasionally they do have sharks in this area. I think I read a stat where like 65 people had been attacked by sharks since, but it was since like, I don't know, eighteen the 1800s. Wait, 65 people? Say that again. 65 people total have been attacked by sharks in this area. Okay. But back since the 1800s. So from the 1800s till now, it's and been like And we're in like 2018 now. Right. So okay. it's not really a lot. So Yeah, I heard it's not. I heard shark attacks really aren't that common. Yeah. Well, it was a shark. So. <laughs> Sorry. I just guessed. Spoiler alert. Sorry. I mean, this is Sip Survivor Pete, so he's got to survive something. I was like, it has to be a shark <laughs> if it's not a dolphin. <laughs> Well, what followed next was a sharp pain above his knee. Mm. Um, and then again, he quickly realized that, oh shit, I was just bit by a shark. <laughs> um, so as he, once he realized this, he turned his body to shore and started swimming so fiercely that he actually pulled all the muscles in his shoulder because he was trying to swim to shore so fast. And oh, he God. was just like, this thing's going to take me down. Um, and as he was swimming, the shark obviously bit his leg again or this was the first time I don't know they didn't really say okay so it looks from the wound it looks like from the wound like it bit him and kind of held on and he was dragging it you saw the wound pictures there are wound pictures online Kenny will post them on insta it was super gross oh Oh, you looked at yeah Yeah, I looked at oh that's right I sent you the story yeah oh Jesus okay okay so I'm imagining that the shark's holding on to his leg as he's swimming back to shore because if, if his shoulder pulled out, something had to be like pulling him back. I was right, thinking right. so. Oh, he God. also describes the hit, the impact of the shark, like biting him as a, this is kind of funny, as a fully loaded grocery cart hitting his leg. <laughs> a weird, <laughs> a really weird description. I don't know. Like, I, well, I want to know, has he been hit with a fully loaded grocery cart? I, apparently so. I've I been mean, hit with like a grocery cart. In the back of your heels, that hurts. Oh my God. It's so imagine a fully loaded one. Side I note, mean, kids love pushing grocery carts and it is a real shit show. Doesn't it make you so mad when someone hits the back of your ankles? Yes. I'm I, like, can you back can you up? Get in the cart. <laughs> Buckle in. Get in it. All right. So he um, a fully loaded cart. Uh-huh. So he described it as the force was intense as a fully loaded grocery cart. Wow. Um, and he said that if he would not have been able to swim back to shore, the next bite he thinks would have just taken him under like he would have been done for. Yeah. So fortunately um, he was able to swim to shore and his friend was on shore and they helped flag down the sheriff's deputy patrolling the area. And he was bleeding so badly that they had to, you know, do all the whole like compress it and all that. Yeah. Um, The shark had ripped through the flesh and muscle below his right knee. And then he actually, it actually took out a piece of the tendon in his leg. So it was a pretty intense. Yeah. And so here's the freaky part based on the bite mark. I mean, that is the freaky part, but (laughs) based on the bite mark, an expert guessed that it was a seven foot bull shark. Seven foot. Yeah. I just got goosebumps about that one. And if you know anything about bull sharks, which I do because I then researched them and went down a huge rabbit hole about (laughs) bull sharks, which I will get into another story about them, which Jenny's going to freak you out. Oh God. So the average size of a bull shark is between 200 and 290 pounds and they can grow from seven and a half to eight and a half feet long. 
Um, so technically a small bull shark. Yes. Okay. He was bit by a small bull shark because oh they, they get bigger. Yeah. And they're super aggressive. Like if... Is that why they're called bull sharks? Yes. They're typically the kind of shark that attacks. They're like tiger. I think tiger sharks attack people a lot too. Like they're very like, they go out of their way to attack you. And he'd even said in one of his interviews, like he's like, I saw it, it saw me and it knew that I was not like bait. Like it knew, like it went after me, but I mean, you're also in its territory. So there's my animal rights. Well, and I, yeah, they always say if someone walked into your house, I was touching all your stuff. You'd probably be pretty pissed yeah, about like, it. Back off my shore. Okay. Yeah. Um, the weird thing about bull sharks is that they can live in both salt water and fresh water. <gasps> so this is, I'll get back to Blaine. Can but they let, move between the two or do they have to stay where they are? Nope. They can move between the two. Oh, Jesus Christ. So really quickly, I'm going to sidebar. I'm never going to Lake Erie again. <laughs> in 1955. Uh-huh. Um, on the beach along the shores of Lake Michigan. No. George Lawson, a boy from Chicago, was out with a lot of other people splashing around in, in the water, in this fresh water. Um, he was just swimming off a boat near the beach where witnesses saw him being pulled underwater. Um, something large was yanking him underwater. Um, also, people claimed that they saw a dorsal fin. And everyone's freaking out because it's a lake, kind of like Lake Erie. It's Lake Michigan. Like there's not sharks in Lake Michigan, Um, but there is, uh, according to this. But uh, several others on the boat saw um, the fin after he had let the boy go. So the boy was like kicking. He was dragged underwater. He was thrashing. Um, They ended up saving the boy, pulling him on shore, and his whole leg was was chewed off by whatever took him underwater. Um, he was rushed to the hospital and, um, doctors quickly recognized the bite as being in, by being a shark bite, a bull shark bite oh my God. in Lake Michigan. No, yes. the answer to that is no. I yes. know it's not a question, but the it answer happens. is no. It happens. It's so scary. So, um, this makes me really happy that Lake Erie is so flipping shallow. I know. Because I feel like everybody, all the animals are like, nah. Nah. I feel like Lake Michigan, it could happen, but also someone could have had a bull shark and released it. <gasps> There's that theory. Don't so do that. I know. Although but they I do can survive. Kinda, I kind of want to release my goldfish into I, the wild. It's called the toilet. I mean. No, you can't do that. I have a pond out back. You can release <gasps> it in there. Perf. But we're going to get rid of it though. So. Oh. Never okay. mind. Never mind. Okay. So, but this isn't the first incident. Um, there in 1937 two fishermen noticed that something was ransacking and damaging their fish traps in the mississippi river no so the theory is is that bull sharks can swim up through the gulf up through the mississippi and get all the way to lake michigan that's and no one sees them doing it and no one sees it. well there's dams and there's other things but they've been found like for example in this case where the two fishermen they thought it was just a super large catfish and Some they were like, catfish. we're like, we're going to catch this SOB. Yeah. The, yeah. Y'all. Get in there. And so they set up a trap of some sorts. I don't know, a, a catfish trap. And they're like, we're going to catch this granddaddy. And um, in fact, they did catch it. And it was a bull shark that measured up five feet long and weighed 84 pounds. And it was alive and it was terrifying. And it was in the river living. No. So they start. They can start in seawater, and they can adapt and get to nope. regular water. Nope. Mm-mm. So back to Blaine. <laughs> I like. I'm just like no, no. that can't happen. Mm-mm. But you're telling. So me I just can. had to go down my little rabbit hole like of Blaine. Perfect. But Blaine has other problems. So 
Um, oh, wait, I have another paragraph here. So also talking about bull sharks. Okay. Oh, I guess it's been documented that they have traveled as far as 2,000 miles up the Amazon River <gasps> from the ocean. No. That's all I'm going to say about bull sharks. Okay. Watch out. So, okay. So Blaine, he makes it back to my story. Sorry. Blaine, he makes it to shore. The sheriff sends nine, the ambulance. He makes it to the hospital and they sew him up, patch him up. He's obviously in a lot of pain. He was Jeez. there for five days and a few days he gets released at home. And a few days later, he's noticing that, um, his wound that's been patched up is really, really like hurting more so than it should. And he's also notices the skin surrounding the bite wasn't healing. So he went to the hospital Mm -hmm. and found out that he was not only bitten by a shark, but he was also infected with a flesh eating bacteria (gasps) called Vibrio that's what is it's that called. Is that the technical term? Yep. That's Perfect. what it's called. And it thrives in warm coastal seawater. Oh, no. And when this bacteria infects a wound, it is no good. It it, it basically causes the skin that surrounds the wound to die uh-huh. and will eventually just take over and kill you. No. That's the medical synopsis Thank of that. Thank you, Dr. Donnell. Yes. So he's healing from this shark wound. He has $30,000 in medical bills. And now he finds out he has this flesh-eating bacteria, which piles on like another sixty to seventy thousand dollars in medical oh, I'd be bills. Like, no, thank you. You didn't yes. find this. Yes. So and now I'm gonna bill you. No. They do, that's not that's what not they how it works. Th- that's they did not think that. Damn so it. he was thinking he had heard that there was a bacteria warning in the water, and he was just like, I never took it serious because it's the ocean. Listen, that shit can get in through your ears and stuff. And then that's when it eats your brain. Well, he said that. <laughs> Sorry. This is a PSA announcement. <laughs> he said that even if you have a scratch on your arm or your leg, the bacteria can find its way into your body. So they mm-hmm. recommend you just don't like if there's a bacteria warning. Don't go for a little dip. No. Don't do it. No. But he did. I mean, he would have been At fine point, if he wasn't ho- bit by a shark. Get a hose so. out. Right. I'm just saying. Um. So he... After I did more research from him, he started a GoFundMe account. Like okay. he's alive and he's fine. Okay. But he has over $100,000 in medical bills. So did they fix his leg? They fixed his leg. Even with the they, bacteria thing? Yes. They gave him the right antibiotics. Thank God he went back to get himself treated. Like he didn't just like, if he would have just let it go, he would have get into his bloodstream and stuff. Well, he caught it in time. Like he noticed something was wrong, but it took many, many visits. You know, he hasn't been able to work and all this other stuff. So he's a GoFundMe account. And the cool thing that I read about him is that every single person that donated on the GoFundMe account, he wrote a handwritten thank you note to, which is so sweet. Yeah. So he's a good guy. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool, but he said that, um, if people can take one thing away from this, it's tell people that you love them. And, um, you, cause you never know if it's the last time you're going to see them. You know what so. I'm going to take away from it? What? Don't swim 200 <laughs> yards out in the ocean. Oh, no. that's the story of Blaine Shelton. Yikes. I yeah, love it. I know. But 200 yards is a lot. Yeah. Again. I would never, I love the ocean. I would never, Kenny, would you swim? I'd swim out that far. Would you? Oh yeah. I can't imagine. I looked up Crystal Beach like pictures, mm-hmm. and it's not clear water either. It, at least on the pictures I saw, it wasn't. Yeah. Well, I have to say, when I was just in Mexico a couple weeks ago, the water where at our resort was like super clear, and you could see to the bottom like a real like I would say two hundred feet out. So I would walk out there, and it's like all there was day almost long, like a sandbar. Yeah. So it really only went up to your waist, even once you got out far. Yeah. Um. 
but it was clear and the only thing i could see which didn't freak me out were these little fish Mm -hmm. they were colored same color as the sand yep they every time i walked near them they'd disperse and then they'd come back like curious about what my legs were um did they bite your toes no they never got close enough I really quickly, I have a quick story. We visited my friend's parents own a lake house in Michigan, okay. but it's like a little lake. It's not like off of Lake Michigan. Okay. We were all in the water. It was a sandbar situation. Mm. We were drinking, having fun. We had music playing from our pontoon boat, which I love pontoon boats. Yes. And we were crawling back up. We were climbing the ladder to get back up into the boat. And, um, well, before we did that, my other friend was already back on the boat cause we were in the water for like an hour. And she was like, Hey, you guys come back and come get up, get back on the boat. And we're like, why? And she was like, just come back on the boat. I'll tell you once you get up here. Oh no. And I'm like, okay, like we're kind of tipsy feeling, you know, feeling it, whatever. And my friend Danielle is climbing the ladder in front of me. And my friend Aaron comes over and she's like, there's a leech. There are a lot of leeches in the water. And I look at my friend Danielle's feet as she's climbing up the ladder in front of me. And there are leeches covering her feet, like (gasps) 30 of them. No. And I said, Danielle, don't move. She's deathly afraid of worms, which leeches kind of look like worms. And I picked as a good friend, I picked all the leeches off her feet. Did you have leeches on your feet? I did. Yes. So watch out for bull sharks and it was disgusting. It was the most disgusting thing ever. Ew. Yeah. When you pulled them off, was it like they were suctioned on real mm-hmm. good? But they were little oh. baby ones, but still, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so far. <laughs> anyway. That is the noise I'm going to make for that. Wow. Your turn. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So, let me get out my old school paper. Um, so, you want to guess what I'm doing? Get ready. I didn't don't, see anything. Don't get, okay, ready? I'm, I'm so you. good at guessing. Okay. I'm going to read you the first sentence. Okay. Um, and then you guess what kind of uh, survival stories I'm doing. Okay. Sometimes they'll keep the clothing, the strips of shirt or trousers that weren't cut away and discarded by doctors and nurses. I'm going to guess like, um, what's it called when they do, when they f- pump you with, like after you die, like a, uh, what's it called? An undertaker? No, but get, okay, I'm going to read you one more sentence. Okay. If you don't Are get you talking it. about wrestling right now? No. <laughs> the Undertaker? No, that's No, different. like when you die, what's it called? The mor- the mortuary? Yeah. No? no. I thought maybe it was like someone survived like being shut in a... Okay. Okay, get ready. Ooh, Here's the next... That would be a good one though. That, I know. Okay, side note. Did you just lick I'm like your microphone? I'm like eating my microphone. <laughs> okay, I'll read one more sentence. They'll tell and retell their story, sharing pictures and news reports of survivals like their own or far bigger tragedies. I have no idea. I can't even ah. guess Kenny's crazy news. Okay. So. Sounds good though. Tell okay. me more. So what I'm doing this week is people who have survived lightning strikes. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> so I was thinking about this. I'm like, okay, what am I deathly afraid of? What am I afraid of? Like that I'm going to die from. Yeah. Um, and I have a weird, I think unnatural fear of lightning. Okay. I can, I can appreciate that. So I feel like it started when I was a kid because I think I saw like some sort of special where somebody got hit by lightning and they were telling powder? their story. <laughs> was it the movie powder? No. Oh my God. You have to watch that movie. Okay, no. But it was, it was like one of, it was like a, not like a true crime, but like a, you know, like somebody was recounting their actual yeah. tale of being struck by lightning. And I feel like it ruined me. Mm-hmm. And so every time lightning would like be around or I would hear thunder, if I was outside, 
even to, to this day, if I'm outside and there's lightning going on, I like crouch down a little to make myself lower. <laughs> but it's going to strike you through anything. Like, uh, Jenny, that's not going to save you. That's not how it works. No, but if you're the tallest thing around, then it's going to choose you. And so I try and make myself shorter. <laughs> I don't know that that's how it works. Honey. It is. You can't be near trees. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you that. Fine. Thank you. All right. So anyway. um, I would have never guessed lightning, by the way. Okay, good. I mean, the first two sentences really don't tell you. I think like they're trying to rope you into this like article, which I think I got from CNN, but of course I didn't source it anywhere. Now we're going to start sourcing stuff. Sure. It was CNN. Oh, okay. I sent it to (laughs) Kenny, so it was CNN. Um, So basically, uh, a lot of times the people who are struck by lightning don't actually know that they were struck until what? they come to because it happens and like it's 200 million volts traveling at one third of the speed of light so when it hits you you don't really know what happened until if you come to mm-hmm. if you survive it. yeah it usually is bystanders um video uh like stuff like that that's like third party people that are that's seeing you what happened exactly and the only thing you're going to have is maybe like the clothing you're wearing which is why it was saying that people keep strips of clothing and things like that 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 came off of you so um basically i have two stories and the first one is the story of jaime santana okay so um it this happened in april 2016 uh jaime had been horseback riding with alejandro torres his brother-in-law and it's something that they did a lot. It was kind of like their pastime. And they're right outside of Phoenix, Arizona. So okay. so dry. Yep. And if you've ever been, um, like I have been to Sedona, Arizona, and they have a monsoon season. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's what was happening here. So like these big storms like roll in. Okay. And there's lots of thunder, lots of lightning. It's very. That'd be scary. It's very dramatic. Yeah. And I feel like with the desert like backdrop it makes it even more mm-hmm. like dramatic looking anytime a storm rolls in I I love it but I yes. also am a little scared too I like it if I'm inside my house and I'm like cozied up yeah but otherwise but if you're driving or something driving is terrible scary. although sometimes if I'm Tornado in my car scary. yeah if I'm in my car and I see lightning I kind of think it's cool because I can see it and I don't feel scared and you know you're gonna be protect like your exactly. tires are gonna protect you from exactly do you want me to ruin your whole thought on lightning Fine, yes. Kenny, go uh, ahead. I had a teacher in high school who was struck by lightning through her house. She was <gasps> inside her house. God damn it. And it like struck her Jeez. house and she was switching something like electric at the time. And she's like scars all over her hand. That's bad her. luck too. Yeah. That poor lady. Kenny. Sorry, I just had to say it. Damn it. I'm here we need to, to get a rubber things, suit for you're you. Here, you're here to add commentary and scare the crap out of me. Perfect. So now crouch low in her house. <laughs> I'm going to crouch yeah. real low in my house from now on. Donald will be like, what are you doing? Crouching low. There's lightning. <laughs> Have Declan turn on everything for you. Just- <laughs> <Yeah>. Declan, <laughs> take one for the team. I'm going to army crawl everywhere in my house during storms now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, they were on their horseback riding uh, adventure and they had witnessed a lot of lightning um, as they neared Alejandro's house. Uh, they in fact had commented about the dramatic zigzags that were happening all across the sky. Um, but hardly any rain had fallen. So, um, they were approaching the horse corrals and they were just a few hundred feet from Alejandro's property. Um, then the story jumps to Alejandro doesn't think he was knocked out for long. Oh no. 
When he regained consciousness, he was lying face down on the ground and he was sore all over. Oh my gosh. His horse was gone. (gasps) What about his brother? So he went to look for Jaime and um, he found... uh, he found Jaime, who was on the other side of his fallen horse. Um, uh, this is hard for me to say. <gasps> no. Alejandro brushed against the horse's leg legs as he walked past. They felt hard, like metal. No, the so horse I, died. I don't think the horse made it. They never confirm that in this story, oh, but I'm going to assume since they were hard like metal, that yeah. the horse probably took the brunt of it. So it hit both of them? Well, he was on the horse. So what happens is the lightning hits the person. If you're on the horse, it's going to travel all the way through Through you, you, through the the horse, horse because it's trying to get to the ground. But the other brother was also hit because he was on... No, he just got knocked off his horse from the impact of it hitting Jaime. Really? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Serious stuff. Um, So Alejandro reached Jaime and he said, I see smoke coming up. (gasps) And that's when I got scared. He said flames were coming off Jaime's chest and he put it out three times. Holy shit. So there were flames coming off his chest. That he horse put is it definitely out. not going to make it. I'm no. surprised he did. And the flames kept coming out and he kept putting them out. So after three times, he finally got the flames to go away. Like you're on fire. <sighs> Multiple times. And not in a good way. No. Not like you're on fire. You're hot, but no, not in no, a good way. No. So um, it wasn't until later after a neighbor had come running uh, and the paramedics had uh, arrived that they began to realize what happened. So at this point, they, none they of them didn't know what the hell happened because, like, um, you know, Alejandro had been knocked off his horse and was unconscious. And then Jaime obviously had no idea because he was still unconscious from being struck. So they basically pieced together that he had been struck by lightning. Oh, my God. Right. So. Uh... The rain started falling at that point. It's like, great. Okay, of course. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, they take him to the hospital and um, basically he, uh, Alejandro was with Jaime's sister, Sarah, when they were driving to the hospital and he was thinking, how am I going to tell her that her brother is dead? So he just assumed. He yeah. assumed that Especially since he was on fire three times. Right. When they arrived, Alejandro was stunned because somebody came out and told him Jaime's in surgery still. Oh. And he's like, oh, there's hope. He's like, he's still. That's freaking crazy. He's still alive and in surgery. So um, Jaime had arrived at the Phoenix Trauma Center with abnormal heart rhythm, bleeding in the brain, bruising to the lungs, and damage to other organs, including his liver. He had second and third degree burns covering nearly one-fifth of his body. So they put him in a chemically induced coma. Uh, for about two weeks Ooh. because they needed his body to recover. Yeah. And I'm sure it was probably going to be painful. It's if he was so awake. painful. Oh, Can yeah. you imagine? Oh, my God. No. No, 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 no. Um, so after five months of staying in the hospital and treatment, he finally returned home. Um, he said, the hardest part for me is that I can't walk. Um, and he's in the living room of his parents' house at this point. And the doctors have described some of Jaime's nerves as still dormant. But his sister, Sarah, says that they're hoping that that can be reversed and that they, okay. that he can learn to walk again. Um, because so they don't hope. like, there's... yeah, they don't think that they're, they don't think the nerves are dead. They okay. just think they're dormant right now. Um, they stopped asking why, because no one's ever going to know why lightning chose to strike Jaime. Right. Um, so Jaime started thinking about what's next. So then I found this follow-up story from Ooh. Fox 10. Um, so 
basically, I think this lady's name is Danielle Miller, who must be the reporter, is my guess. She caught up with Jaime Santana about six months after his accident. Uh, he's come a long way with his recovery, but he still has a long way to go. Um, he said the, uh, the monsoon season brings back a lot of bad memories for him and his family. Um, that would be, yeah, imagine like your PTSD. Anytime yeah. a storm caught anything, like I... Exactly. No. No, 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 no. So before they go outside uh, with phones and start recording um, and kids would dance in the rain. Uh, so they're saying like before we go outside and we'd record these cool storms rolling in and kids would go outside and play. Um, and now as soon as we see it coming, everybody goes inside and we stay away from the windows. Yeah. It used Apparently to stay away like from the plugs and outlets too because and Kenny don't turn said, any lights on. Well, it wasn't nearly as bad as that, obviously. Okay. Like she, obviously not. she like stayed awake. It was just like. A shock through her arm, basically. Yeah, yeah. Not nearly as deadly. Okay. Um, so he basically said that the only thing he remembers is, I just remember us riding back in, and I was told a storm was coming, and that's it. I blacked out after that. So At again, least he doesn't people, remember any of it. or God. I mean, that's kind of nice. But also, not to go back to the horse, but like, you have a horse. Yeah. Like there's, you're so emotionally attached to like, that's your partner. Yes. Like that would also be emotionally like traumatizing. And in, in addition to, I agree. Oh. Like I just, well, I just have trouble with animals being in pain anyway, but I'm right. Hopefully just like a human, I'm hoping the horse didn't feel anything and was just, it was fast. Yeah. Here and there. Boop. Um, so he said, uh, you know, this is six months after he says, I feel numb, completely numb in my hands, both my hands, my legs, they're numb. Like, tingling mm. he said i can taste it you know i could be eating chicken and i wouldn't know <gasps> so he can't taste anything so he said he's happy he's still alive he said i'm thankful i thank god every day every day for this that i'm alive and i'm here so they still keep, the family still keeps in contact with a man who performs cpr on that's Jaime. amazing oh um and the man was in the area and jumped in to help so it wasn't even like it wasn't the paramedics. It was like literally a guy. He was like, so it was almost like a twist of fate kind like, of. Like, yeah, like right place, right time. So um, he said his next uh, milestone is to walk again. And I should have looked up if he is. But that's as but far we'll, as I got. But we'll talk about it next week. Great. So that's his story. That's a, I, that's amazing. So Jaime. Jaime. Crazy. Um, I watched a little video and I'm glad I did because I would have called him Jamie this whole time. <laughs> Hi, May, Jamie. So anyway, okay, a second survivor's tale. So this is Justin Gauger. Gauger? Sure. Um, he said that his memory of being struck by lightning in, in a lake near Flagstaff, Arizona, is very vivid. And he wishes it so wasn't. So he remembers everything. It seems to be. Um, he said that he has post-traumatic stress disorder and it's been trailing along uh, for many years mm -hmm. since the accident. So he's an avid fisherman, and he had been elated uh, when the rain started in an August afternoon, um, because I'm sure it was probably hot August in, let's see, Flagstaff. I feel like it also does something with a fish. Oh, does it? Listen, I'm not a Look fisherman. and listen, we don't know what we're talking I've, about. I've... Any do you fish? No, Great. I don't. Okay. Unhelpful. I think it does something. <laughs> I, I've fished before, but I... Do not okay. fish. You know who we're going to ask? We're going to ask our boss because he's an avid fisherman. You would know. Yep. But I do think with the winds and the rain, it has something to do where it like, it takes the fish to like a certain location of the lake or whatever. Great. 
Something okay, like good work. I think John said one time like a northwest wind or something mm. like that helps. I don't know. He said it one time to me and I was like, cool. You're they like, should I'm going to remember that. Yeah. They should start a fishing podcast. Hmm. Anywho, um, he had been elated when the rain started that August afternoon, but when it picked up and became stronger, he was like, and now it's turning to hail. <laughs> I have to go. We have to get ready to go. So um, he said his wife and daughter headed for the truck, followed later by his son, and the pellets grew larger, approaching the size of golf balls. Wow. Um, and he said it really started to hurt as they were pounding into my head. Yeah, you think? <laughs> at least they weren't on the water anymore. Right. Well, so he, he gave up and he grabbed a nearby folding canvas chair. Um, and he actually still has the chair, which is charred in one corner hmm. from what happened. And he turned ahead for the truck. He said, I heard a crashing boom, jolting and excruciating pain. My whole body was just stopped. Oh, my God. If you've ever put your finger in a light socket as a kid, multiply that feeling by a gazillion is what he said. So he was just stuck in limbo, just getting electrocuted. Yeah. So basically, I've seen things about electrocution because, again, I think my real fear is electrocution in general. Yeah. But with electrocution, you cannot move away from the current yes. until the current moves away from you. Mm-hmm. And so like with electrocution, a lot of times it's hard because if the current doesn't stop, you're, you're like going to continue yeah, to get electrocuted until that current stops. That with lightning, so at least it's terrifying. Stops. I like, mm-hmm. I've accidentally shocked myself. So I feel like I want to say this was like t- uh, 10, no, maybe seven years ago. I washed my hands and then I went to plug my hairdryer into the outlet and my finger was accidentally a little bit on the metal. Really? And I gave myself a little oopsie. And did it hurt? Yeah. So. So then I've been scared of outlets ever since. That's probably where, (laughs) that's where it started. No, I'm telling you, I've been scared since I was a kid. Oh. I feel like it was that weird show I was watching that I probably shouldn't have been. Probably, yeah. But it was the 80s. Yeah. We could watch whatever we wanted. I do what we wanted. So anywho, um, so a couple was huddling under a nearby tree and they came to Justin's assistance. Um, They later told him that he was still clutching that chair and his body was smoking. Oh, so he wasn't on fire like Jaime, but he was smoking. I mean, he was close to it. Right. And can people save you if you're being elected? Like if someone touches you. If someone touches you and you're being actively electrocuted, no, they will be part. They will become part of the chain. chain yes, but with lightning, obviously, it, it happens and it's gone. Yeah. So that's I guess that's the good thing about lightning strikes is like the electricity comes and goes very At least quickly. It'll be fast. Exactly. And I have some interesting stats about lightning strikes. Um, so he said, uh, when I came to, he said I I realized I couldn't move my legs and he started freaking out. Um, he said it took five hours for the paralysis to subside. So at least his paralysis did subside. Okay, good. So um, he said he, he can trace the path of his burns, which at one point covered roughly a third of his body. Oh, wow. They began near his right shoulder and extended diagonally across his torso. Uh, and then they continued along each leg, the outside of each leg. So it was basically like through the shoulder, through his torso, and then down both legs. Yeah. Because again, that electricity is trying to get to the ground. Mm-hmm. It wants to be grounded. Um, 
so anyway, he, he apparently showed this person his hiking boots and tipped them to reveal several burn marks on the interior. From where it exited. His, yep. Oh. So there's usually an entrance and an exit wound with lightning strikes because it's going to come in and then it's going to go down and then it's going to come out through the ground, which makes me really sad for that horse. I know. <sighs> so um, it's, it said, although survivors frequently talk about uh, entry and exit wounds, it's difficult to figure out precisely what path the lightning took. Um, so the interesting thing I found in this is that, um, nine out of 10 people who get struck by lightning mm-hmm. survive. Really? Nine out of 10. That's high. That's what I said. Um, I will say lightning is responsible for more than 4,000 deaths worldwide annually. That's a lot. But it's worldwide. Yeah, but. So we're talking like not just the United States. That's all. But. That's much higher than I thought. Okay. I would think like a hundred. That's why I'm terrified. That's why you got to crouch low. So 40,000 people are struck by lightning every year. Is that right? Did I do the math right? I mean, I don't know if that's the case, but yeah. I mean, but like I mean basically. Yeah. Damn. Wait, how'd you lot. come up with that? Uh, nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Oh, yeah. math. Math. Yeah. Math. Hmm. We love math. Hmm. Hold on. I got to take a sip of wine. I got to eat a goldfish. Okay. So, um... Here are some of the things that can happen once you get struck by lightning. Changes in... Oh, wait. Hold on. There are short-term and long-term effects to being struck. Uh, They are cardiac arrest, confusion, seizures, deafness, headaches, memory deficits, personality changes, and chronic pain. What about psychic abilities? I mean... I feel like that would be amazing. But there, I feel like there are stories that where people are All sensitive. Right. I'll have to look that up. But it says changes in personality and mood can no. strain families. Am I making that up? Is Kenny saying no? I've Kenny's... never heard that before, but. Listen, it's out there. I'm telling <laughs> okay, you. Okay. I'm going to find a story on it. <laughs> I like it. So personality changes are one of the biggest problems because if somebody has a personality change, it can hurt families and marriages yeah, and things yeah. like that because it's not the same person anymore. But also just the stress, the emotional toll you take from going through that right. is going to change your personality. Like you're not going to be the same person you were before if that's something like that happens to you. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's it's basically an interesting thing that happens to, to these people. Um, it said that lightning experts readily admit that there may be um, a lot of unresolved questions. And there's little to no research funding to decipher answers to mm-hmm. what happens when people get struck. So um, it says, along with coping with post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, he said, my words in my head are jumbled. When I think about what I'm trying to say, it's all jumbled up. Oh. So I think there's just a lot of side effects, obviously, that come along with this, which makes perfect sense because you're getting yeah. struck with a lot of electricity right. all at once. Um, but I think it's, it is very interesting that nine out of 10 people survive a lightning strike because I assumed it was the opposite. I would say yeah. nine out of 10 die and that's not the case. I, w- I would have thought the same thing. And also now we have a tactic. If lightning's coming, you just crawl to the ground. Army stay crawl. Stay low. Don't touch stuff. Don't touch your blow dryer with, <laughs> with wet outlet with, in an outlet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so those are the stories of Jaime and I already forgot the other guy's name, Justin. So Jaime and Justin both survived and they both had a little bit of a different experience, but both sound terrifying. I like that you did two different experiences. One where they felt it and remembered and the other where they just 
we're not, I would want to be knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Similar to what we had talked about with plane crashes. If you're going to get yes. sucked out of an airplane. Let me be. Just knock me out. Knock me out. I don't need to see anything. I don't need to know I'm anything. I'm good. Just, yeah. So that's that's lightning strikes. And uh, very cool. Wait, have either of you ever seen the movie Powder? No. Nope. I've seen pictures of the guy in Powder. You need to rent it ASAP. From Blockbuster? It's all about lightning strikes. Yes. Did you know there's still a Blockbuster? Family video. No, no, no. Listen, there's a blockbuster that's still It's around. in Portland, right? Have you ever seen their Twitter? Yes, it's amazing. Oh, it's their best Twitter ever. Why? Because they have nothing to lose? It's called the Lone Blockbuster, and it's just really funny. <laughs> it's literally the only blockbuster left but, ever. But you know what? Those SOBs took so much money from me in college. Like, you were one day late, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. That's got a $40 late fee. <laughs> I don't have $40. I am poor. Mm. So I didn't have time to rent movies. Why? Because you were studying? Studying and partying. Oh, yes. I mean, sometimes I rent a movies. No, I was totally like, if it's Saturday night, I also I'm watched going a Lifetime. Out. Oh, okay. Here's I watched the a latest of... tweet from the last blockbuster. Oh, okay, I'm ready. Um, I know we're supposed to be mad at the cock thruster graffiti in the alley, but the shadow work is just fucking insane. So we're going to keep it up. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll follow What's that. Twitter? Uh, it's called The Last Blockbuster. The Last Blockbuster. Shout out, guys. I'm into that. Not affiliated with Blockbuster. No. But it, it's about The Last Blockbuster. So I yes. wonder if it's a guy who owns like a franchise of it and he can kind of do what he wants, do you think? Or I mean, yeah, he's just using our motto. I do what I want. I do what I want. <laughs> My husband, whenever we've like first started dating, he worked. He did a little short stint at Family Video. Nice. He could tell you some stories. People are cray. Really? I won't go into them here, but it's I I they're like very dirty. Um, just people in video stores nowadays are just yeah. It's just it's a different it's, scene. It's a different scene. Yeah, yeah. It was like a lit Friday night if I was going to Blockbuster and getting yeah. some stuff. Yeah. Well, you should go to Blockbuster in Portland and no, rent no, no, powder. No, Portland is it? I have no idea. I think oh. it's a West Coast somewhere. I'll look okay. it up. Yeah, Kenny's gonna look it up for us. You need to rent powder. It's great okay. movie you know what i bet i could find it on like a streaming service oh yeah What's you know that? on the world wide web <laughs> on the interwebs am i aging myself <laughs> i'm gonna go on the google and look it up <laughs> listen i think i'm fancy because i just got hulu live so listen we don't have hulu live because we don't care about live tv <laughs> yeah but there's so much more really yes okay well we won't turn this into an ad for hulu no we live, won't but unless hulu if you want to spend money with us it's fine oh yeah it's in Bend, Oregon. See? That was close. Oregon. Bend. However you want to say it. Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. That was it. Um, all right. Let's do your weird. Kenny, what's your weird story? Oh, wait. I had an, I came up with a name for your segment. God bless America. I don't remember what it was. TBA. Next I'll, week. I'll think of it, yeah. and I will let you know. So do you guys want to guess a story? Yeah. Or I have two different stories. Mm. One that you guess, one that I'll I'm just I'm such a terrible you. guesser, and there's a I lot like of guessing. awkward pausing. No, I like guessing. We'll do the guess one. I'll... I'll quietly go over the other one okay uh so a man chokes a cashier for what a kit kat giving the wrong change it was for putting the chips and canned goods in the same grocery bag i mean mm, you don't want to squish those chips I, no I you're gonna crunch them all and you only is... get a half a bag anyway exactly although i have to say does the the air in the bag might act as an airbag for the chips? no that's their chance to rip you off oh no, I feel like it's... I think it protects them a little. It protects mm, them. I'm not buying it. Okay. But yeah, I mean that... He punched the person? 
No, choked him. Oh, choked yeah, to death, aggressive. or did he? Or did the person live? He he lived. He okay. told the cashier, he's like, please don't like manhandle my groceries. And then the cashier put the chips in the canned goods bag. He said, do you have a problem with me? Oh, the cashier thought he was joking. He's like, no, do oh, you? Gosh. And then and then the choking the, the man proceeded to wow. choke the cashier. Did the cashier pass out or? Uh, he managed to fight him off and the manager called the police. Was this nice. at a grocery store or was this at like a, I'm picturing like a 7-Eleven local. Store. Okay. Was that yeah. a real grocery store? See, then that would make me mad. I don't mad. know if it was like a local or a chain or anything. It just said a grocery store. I feel like store. if you're that sensitive though, bag your own groceries. Yeah. He said he was having a bad day. And that well, you know what? Listen. Get over yourself. Yeah. You can't have a bad day and choke someone. Deal with it. That's not how it works. Yeah. Over chips. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that one. Uh, but the other one, you actually sent the link. I almost used this one last week about the man who was trying to sue his employer for farting. Yes. Oh, I love that. That was so funny. But I have an update on that case. Oh, okay, great. So the case is over and it Wait, was... Wait, before you do that, can you exp- can you tell our... Because our listeners don't know what we're talking about. Okay. So a man was suing his employer for $1.3 million mm. of damages... Because his boss apparently came into his office a lot and just farted and walked away. Oh. (laughs) Oh, crop dust. And so he was. I wonder if it was like an, like if he did it out loud or like silently did it and never. I'm sure it was a silent but deadly in SVD. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Short was thinking it would be funny, apparently. Not funny. No, I think it's funny. See, Jenny thinks, I don't think it's funny. I think farts are funny. I think it's gross. Okay. Uh, but the court or the bullying case was dismissed by the court saying that farting on your employee isn't bullying, apparently. Oh, it's not bullying. It's not bullying, according Guess to what, Australia. Guess My what, Janelle? Guess what's happening review, tomorrow? <laughs> My next review, Jenny's going to sit on me and just fart the whole time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Make it stop. Oh, my God. I love it. That's, That's hilarious. You have a brother. I didn't grow up with brothers, so I don't uh, find farting funny. I'm going to be honest with you. I was more the offender on the fart train than my brother was. <laughs> I just... You would love Callie. She farts all the time. I mean, I feel like I live with Sedona, my dog, and she farts a lot. And it's not good. It's no. Dog Callie farts will, are the worst. She does like a down dog move and her tail lifts up and it goes... Oh, and I'm no. like, oh, come on. Sometimes Sedona, but a lot of times it's an SBD. So yeah. I'm just like laying in bed and she's laying with me. And I'm and like, you're like, oh my God. I'm like, what the? <laughs> Who's? Stop it. Who? It's not me. Sedona. Or sometimes if it is me and my husband comes upstairs, I'm like, Sedona. I'm like, it was Sedona. She's so gross. <laughs> you blame it on the dog. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Poor Sedona gets a bad rap. It's cool. I mean, she farts a lot too. She doesn't know. It's fine. It's fine. She loves it. Um, okay. So that's the episode for this week. This is episode eight and this is Sip Survivor Pete. Um, we have places for you to follow us. So we you do. Follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And that's Sip Survive. And then we have Instagram and Facebook, which is Sip Survive Repeat. And then also we would love, love, love your hometowns, your friends' survival stories, your grandma's survival stories, weird stories you just want to tell us. And that can be at Sip Survive Repeat at gmail.com. Side note, I am almost done with a little like splash page website. So I should have that to you guys in the next like week or so. Um, I owe you stuff for that. 
I already stole pictures off your social media. Boop, oh, boop, is boop. it from, is it a picture from 10 years ago? So I look good. No, but I almost pulled a picture of myself from 10 years ago. Cause I was like, God, I was so adorable 10 years ago, but you know what? We're adorable now. Let's just what? go with it. Yeah. And if you don't like it, don't look don't at it. Don't pull one from 10 years ago for me. I'm not. Kenny you look in. like a total, you look like you're about 10. Cause I probably was. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Kenny. <laughs> he was. How old are you kidding? 24. 24. So, so you were 14. 14. Kenny. So young. So young. Uh, well, thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. I'm Danelle. I'm Jenny. And Kenny. See you next week. Bye. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.